in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Oh, ho, ho. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. We hope you uh, all enjoyed last week's uh, live interactive version with our patrons and you enjoyed it. Uh, even if you're not a patron, if you still found the show uh, enjoyable and uh, <laughs> we're back to a uh, normal recording this time, but we're going to, yeah. you know, going to do those twice a month. So uh, like it or lump it, you fuckers are getting that. Twice a month. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and hopefully some of you saw it, saw the fun that it was, want to participate and you've gone and joined us at the Patreon at the $10 and above level. It's a perk we're throwing out there uh, uh, mm-hmm. for those of you who are there because I know we're not doing golden ticket for right now. So we thought we'd throw another perk out there for those who are $10 mm-hmm. and above patrons. And that's coming in to watch us do the show live. You're essentially watching our banter live, our back and forth. We know we n- almost never edit. So you're getting, in essence, a live show every single time like we did in London, like we did in Chicago, like we did in L.A., uh, and wanted to do in assorted other places uh, for sure before the whole COVID situation uh, uh, came and went. Oh, yeah, next us in yep. Houston and in London yeah. again. Toronto, and, too, we were considering as well. Yeah, and the venue in Chicago reached back out and was trying to set up a date with us. And yep. uh, yeah, we had plans, guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's all right. Yeah. It'll, uh, life will return to normal eventually. Yeah. And we will get there, but we hope you enjoyed it. And also, you know, uh, we got to interact with some people and yeah. saw some comments in real time. Uh, people kind of playing along with the show. We brought in uh, my new mortal enemy, Drew. <laughs> he flipped against me twice, you prick. He had a only uh, head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. And, yeah. you know, we'll probably more than likely need a coin flipper each and every time. We will. We will. And maybe if we feel comfortable enough as we do more of these, expand out maybe an extra 10, 15 minutes afterwards. Bring people in quickly to ask a question or two live yeah. of me and Matt and, uh, and uh, you know, have a little fun with us. So those are the things we're looking at. So if you haven't joined the Patreon or if you're at the $1 or $5 level and you can jump up to the $10 level, this is another perk that you can get for sure. So interactions with us, the show early, and get to possibly be on the show, which is always a lot of fun too. So there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks the, to everybody who joined us. Yeah. Sorry. And the game plan is to do it on the second and fourth Thursdays of the month. Right. Uh, we're supposed to have uh, Colson be our guest on the second uh, show of next month. Technically the third by the time you hear it, but the second recording we do of that month. Yeah. Uh, that's how we're going to keep it straight in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got to see if he's into it, but uh, if not, you know, you'll still get your two. So maybe we'll just shift to third and fourth or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, we plan on getting you two a month and we hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, do something, interact more with people and uh, yeah. try and give more perks for our patrons just uh, yeah. as our way of saying thanks. Yep. And uh, we're always open to suggestions. So if you have any perks that you'd like to see from us that would motivate you to jump up. Maybe it's something Matt and I would consider. You can always email us uh, uh, at the email that we put out. What's the email that we use? Top10podcast at gmail.com. Correct. If you want, you can always send us thoughts or ideas or whatever uh, to uh, kind of 
spark a little creativity from us uh, to inspire other people to join for sure. We love that. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of perks of being a patron, one of the perks if you're at the $50 and above level, the boss hog level, mm-hmm. you get to suggest a topic. Uh, and that's what's happening today, Matt. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, we look forward to this each and every month because mm. it's nice to get a different way to look at topics. Yeah. And people come in with, uh, it's kind of crazy because the way we normally do it is like either whatever movie is coming out or something, but there's like a general train of thought when we're going into a weekend. And when yeah. we get the topic ideas from our patrons, it's like six or eight different things. Like yeah. it's been six or eight and they're all completely different from one another. And just yeah. like, there's a lot of interesting uh, stuff to choose from. Yep. Um, so much so that we're doing back to back weeks of boss hogs. We're not going to tell you what next week's is. <laughs> <laughs> but we liked another topic from somebody else. And we're like, you know what? We want to do that one next week because that's fun. Yeah. That's a good one. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. There's been Chuck's, Chuck's, you know, been pretty excellent about this. He comes up with like six to eight new ones every yeah. single month. Uh, and this time he was like, what about original villains? Yeah. Yeah. So no pre-existing property, no literary characters, nothing historical. Somebody that was just made the character was specifically made for that movie or those movies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, yeah, that sounds like fun. There's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was an interesting challenge uh, because uh, Matt and I discussed it after we uh, were kicking around a couple of the topics from Charles's list. Of course, shout out to Charles Clark, who's uh, who was our patron who suggested the, the topic today. And uh, there were a number of good ones from a number of people who sent stuff in, but this one yeah. kind of stood out to us because it's an, it's an unusual challenge. This idea of finding uh, the top 10 original villains on film who do not have source material behind them. That's what we said, right? No mm-hmm. book, no comic book, yeah. no nothing. It has not to have his- been created yeah. specifically for the movie. Exactly. Not a historical figure, like nope. something that out of thin air, whoever wrote yeah. or created it, they created it specifically for this. Yeah. And you know what? I looked up everybody on my list, save for one character, but I'm fairly certain that one character is not. Well, I, I also tried to stay, to stay away from historical characters who were created for something that actually happened. Yeah, I didn't I mean, want to, I didn't do any of that. So I, I don't have any of that either. Cool. 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 Uh, Cause I was like, you're pre-existing and that kind of violates the spirit of what Chuck yes. sent us. So I didn't do it. Even if they took, like, if you wanted to say like Abraham Lincoln, vampire slayer, like, <laughs> Lincoln no. didn't do that and be like, yeah, but because you name it Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> We have expectations of what that character is going to be before. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, that's not what he presented as a topic. And we're trying to stay true to his topic. I had one that was excellent, but I couldn't use it, Matt, because it is a parody of another actual person. And someone said to me on Twitter, someone said to me, because I sometimes run my lists by a couple of friends of mine to make sure if my mind gets needs to get jogged about certain things. And they were like, nope, it's a parody of this character. And I'm like, oh. Son of a well, bitch. Well, what was it? Because I don't think I've got anything remotely like that. Really? All right. Uh, Let me Doctor, Doctor Evil. Because that's a parody of Blofeld. Oh, Lauren Michaels? Oh, yeah. Blofeld, yeah. sure. So I was like, ah, shit. I can't. And that one was going to be a fun one to put on the list. Just that is a good the, one. The villain doesn't have to necessarily be the evil. It could be something funny, too. So uh, I really I had to. I struggled and I couldn't put that on the list. And I was mad. I was mad. That is a good one. I didn't yeah, think right. about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. you were going to say Dr. Strangelove for a half a second there. And you started the doctor. And I was like, 
Doctor. And, yeah. other, and there's other ones that I considered, but I didn't think they were villainous enough. Um, and so I kind of wanted, if, if they were going to be a dramatic villain, I had to see some sort of villainy that, okay. that that inspired me to put it on the list. Um, but if I didn't, then I then I didn't put it. And I tried to keep it to not the same actor as well, like one villain per actor type or actress. Yeah, I did it. There's one specifically that you could take to mm. that to me. And I chose the more evil of the two. I also did yeah. roughly not exactly what you're saying, but okay. took into account the motivations. Yes. And if the motivation of whatever the villain was was you know, an inch deep as opposed to a mile deep. Like the villain is just killing because they kill. Just like, well, right. if that's then then you are kind of even if the movie is good, it's like I don't your motivation to me, villainy is like, you know, mustache twirling. Yeah. They put a pl- pl- you know, plan in place or right. did something. Uh yeah. so yeah, I excised a couple off my list because I was like, ah yeah, but that individual is kind of a puppet for something else. <laughs> it's like, well, that's the true, but we don't ever really see them. Right. Right. And just right. like, well, I can't. Uh, yes. Ooh. It's a great villain, but not, I don't know. That's not what I'm arbitrarily choosing to define this for myself. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's a, the nice thing from the, the Chuck sent us. Yeah. It's like the internal discussion too. And I like the Dr. Evil one. I n- did not think of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tried to, you know, before we were recording, you said you had a long day. I've had a series of long days. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. That's it happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I racked my brain to do this as best I could, but I, I feel like that Dr. Evil thing is like, shit, there's probably, I was already beating <laughs> myself up because I felt like I'm leaving 10 on the table somewhere. So I'm like, oh, that's a good one. What else did I miss? So this is yeah. going to be one that hopefully Charles, when we get to his list, He's yeah. got some some excellent ones to shame me with. I, I I'm down with that too. Like, yeah, shame the shit out of me because I yeah. I was shocked about some of the ones that I had on my list, and then I had to do, then I did just casually doing research. I'm like, oh fuck, it's based on a short story, or it's based on a yeah. a previous small film. I had I had one like that too. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a great one. Be like, well, technically, it was a short film, and yeah. then they redid. It. I'm like, but it doesn't count. It's a pre-existing. That's it's a good one tough. though. It was tough because she uh, is evil. That's who we're talking about. Isn't she, she is evil, <laughs> evil. And yeah. I was so proud. I was like, yes, I'm putting this on the list. That's a horror movie. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's flat out. Uh, it's, yeah. Go ahead and do a flip flop on the genders. Still a horrible, like evil yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, okay. I was trying to find uh, some female villains. I don't know. I, I you know, cause of, uh, I, but I, I've never seen a single white female. So I don't know how, nah, how deep her villainy goes in that yeah, movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've seen it. I will never see it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's also too just like, oh, I want to be a villain in a movie that I know that I like or will watch or watch again. Yeah, single white female, like I'm good. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm yeah. good. Like the hand that rocks the cradle. I'm good. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing well, against good. all those involved, but I've seen it. Yeah, and just about uh, every female villain I've seen in film um, is based on a source character, pretty much uh, that I that I found at least. So we shall see, though. Uh, or they weren't as they weren't villainous enough in my mind. Okay, to warrant. Uh, but I think there's one. I think there's one. 
but okay. I don't know. We'll see. I also tried to do a little mix up, especially at the bottom of my list, just to have yeah. a little more fun. Sure. Um, so you could tell me that somebody was more villainous, be like, that's that's totally true. Right. Uh, but it's also landing in the bottom like three or four on my list. So it's not there's so many to choose from, and I already felt like I was missing shit. So I was like, screw yeah. it. I I'm gonna put these on there. So there you yeah. go. I'm go with that. Uh but yeah, yeah, Charles, good good topic. We thank you for sending it in, and we will get to your list at the end. We also have shout outs at the very end. So uh stay tuned for that. And if you don't yeah. know what that is, you're new to the show. Uh everybody that donates at five dollars and above at the end of the month. Uh, as our way of saying thank you, we give we shout your name out uh, right. for the technically be the last show uh, of the month, but uh, February is a short month and it kind of yeah. screwed us. So it's the first of, but we're recording this in February, so yeah. <laughs> we're honoring it to some degree. Uh, That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm ready to jump in. What about you? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you want to tell them how the show works, Matt? Yep. Once we set a topic, or Charles set a topic for us, Thank we you, go our individual ways, great personal top 10. Let's show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. All so right. we jump right in at 10. All right. All right, 10. Not sure how villainous. Okay. But he's a villain, and I like it, and I like the movie. It's uh, Tama or Tama. I don't know how you say his name. From okay. the Raid Redemption. Oh, nice. Okay. Go ahead. You love these movies. Uh, well, I'm definitely a big fan of the first one. I like the second one. A lot mm-hmm. of people think it's better. Um, but I, I happily rewatched the first one more than I will the second, just because I don't know. That kind of introduced me to yeah these individuals and this new genre ish. Not really new, but you know what I mean? Yep. I don't see many of those types of movies. Uh, so it was a, a nice little, uh, spark of joy to find a different genre, so to speak. Uh, yeah. And it's, he's always stuck with me and it kills me that I don't see him more often. Cause I just thought he had such a commanding presence nice. within it. And if you've seen, I would imagine, I know you have, I'm saying generally for those listening or watching, yeah. if you've seen dread, he's basically mama, mm. the, the Lena Hetty, um, right, right, right. Character that he controls this big apartment complex type of thing. And the cops show up and he shuts it down and goes on the loudspeaker and basically like, if you kill them, I will take care of you. But he turns this entire apartment structure, it goes on lock and yeah. just, it turns into a killing field and he's sitting in his penthouse, but it's this dark, like depressing. And also you can feel the grossness of him kind of exuding in the little world he's created in this yeah, room. Yeah. And I just, Ever since I saw him, I was like, wow, this guy easily translates over. I can't wait to see him in more things. And, right. you know, two or three of the other actors have gone on to be in Force Awakens mm. and uh, uh, other movies. And I just always assumed that guy would translate because a good heavy is, you know, it's, it's always tough. good. Yeah, and it's tough to find. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody John Wick man. 3, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a good choice. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Or else I'd have had, I've had more. I would have had more to offer at this moment, but I have not seen the movie in a very, very long time. Okay, so I don't uh, recall too much about it um, in terms of the villain, but I do remember that it is a balls out, awesome action film. Have you watched Gangs of London yet? Did you finish that one yet? Oh, I totally forgot about that. I've seen oh, the, the first episode or maybe the first two. Yeah, and then it yeah. just completely for. I liked it. Catherine didn't, so then we didn't watch it together. But gotcha. Yeah, 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 I'll catch up on it. I forgot about that. Good call. Yeah, if you haven't joined the AMC Plus, you can join for a free trial for seven days. I bet you can knock that thing out in, in the seven days and then 
cancel the free trial, which is what I always do. I wish they would just fold that into stubs and then we just, or a list or whatever it is. Wouldn't that be nice? You're it would be right. nice. And we, everybody, uh, you know, you and I included, uh, yeah. they've got an email. Well, you know, we're going to extend that renewal deadline. because <laughs> It's like, Oh really? Cause you don't have any uh, theaters open. You better not be charging $8 a month or 25, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah i got that email and i was like ah oh, that's probably smart pr on your part <laughs> um uh all yeah, right yeah he's he's a great heavy it's also my 10 so if you want to tell me there are other villains that are more villainous and whatnot totally but i'm not gonna fight you that's your yeah. list brother not at my all 10. yeah all right what's your next what's your nine my nine is a uh, brick top and snatch oh good choice uh, Ooh, good choice i just wanted something different yeah yeah. And it's a mix of none of these people are really good people, so to speak. Right. But he seems the most grounded in the type of villain you could actually run into. Yes. And, and he's got go ahead. curse your life that you did. Oh, yeah. 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 When he's talking about the pigs, that is a man that has fed a lot of bodies to pigs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's not saying it's like to scare you. It's nope. so matter of fact. Like how much meat a pig can go through, how quickly they'll devour a body. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> this dude, minimum 100 people. He's, he has watched pigs devour, minimum. At least. At least yeah. And Jesus. everybody's so fearful of him. He's got that big hulking mass of a dude. Yeah. Uh, that is his, you know, basically his hammer in the world is just a bunch of nails. Mm-hmm. And all these different disgusting planets orbit him, but they all fear him collectively. Yeah. yeah. As bad as the others may be, he is worse. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I just figured for villain, because that's someone that we actually could run into. Oh yeah. <laughs> it makes his villainy a little bit more palpable on some level. Yep. Uh, Cause it doesn't reach the huge heights that other villains on our list do. Yeah. Um, because it's the sad, you know, mundanity of the underbelly of life. And yeah. that is on some level more shocking and, and horrifying. He's a fantastic villain. You know, I may end up putting him on my list, depending on how we have our conversations and how it goes, how it goes along. But he was one of the last remaining cuts uh, because he never actively does anything in the whole movie to be villainous. Yeah. Like himself personally, that I, I didn't a hundred percent get there with him, but the menace of him, it's certainly villainous as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And but so, it's like it's like Polly and Goodfellas. He doesn't yeah. have to. Huh? Right, right, right. And Polly's a real character, so that's one of the reasons that no good fella makes my list. Fair. That's fair. Uh or any real mob movie that I could think of. <laughs> Although I'm potentially missing. There's gotta be, but at the same time. Yeah. Uh but it's just he doesn't have to move quick. He doesn't have to do the dirty work mm-hmm. because he's at the top of the heap and all the people, all the scumbags are fearful of him, which makes yeah. him king of the scumbags. King of the fucking scumbags. I like it. And sadly, on some level, I think he would appreciate a nickname like that. Yeah, that's true. That's because he's not the type that's trying to elevate himself into some posh existence, like buy himself into the upper class. Yeah. I think he still likes being blue collar, working class, grinding. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. As opposed to the card cheat and lockstock, like that dude definitely wants to think of himself as moving up in the world. And Bricktop has no yeah. illusions as to who he is. No, Harry is Harry is. 
I don't know. Harry is more of a bitch villain, and Bricktop is more of a like, oh no, this is who I am, and I don't give two shits about it. You know? Yeah. Oof, you're right. Um, all right. So, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is uh, Little Bill and Unforgiven. Oh man, that's great. Fuck. All right, I'm putting it on my list. Uh, oh, just, that's a good villain. Well, he comes in with a smile. It's not, you know what I mean? Okay. All right, all right. And the town, on the face of it, the town looks like they think he's a good guy, and they all revere him, and he walks around, and this is his little corner of the world where yep. he is God. Yeah. And when you strip away the veneer, and I'm not saying that William Money is a good person. He's not. By his own admission, he's a terrible person. Yeah. But at least he's understanding of why he's terrible, whereas little Bill feels that all the people he kills, he is justified in killing. Right. And this town that's under his thumb, well, it's better off for being under my thumb. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a good villain because it's another one where that dude definitely existed at some point. Not saying little Bill himself, I'm saying that type of individual in the West. Yeah. Where these little towns of a hundred people, 150 people have one sheriff. It's like, yeah, that dude ruled the roost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh damn. All right. I may I'm I'm gonna let you know at the end where, where I put him, but I'm thinking about it now. That's a That's great fun. choice. He's such a fantastic villain, and Hackman plays him so well. And the thing about him is, like, you are kind of half on his side uh, initially, mm-hmm. and then he takes that, and then he, like, uh, just kicks the shit out of Richard Harris, or he whips Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. yeah, or the way he messes with with other people, like when he messes with the writer and he pisses his pants. Uh, all of it, he just has a a vicious streak when he doesn't need to have one, and especially against the uh, the women, like when yeah. he's like so cruel to the well, Francis Fisher and the prostitutes that are there. Yeah, he does all that stuff, right? And at the very end, when money's got him bested, mm. and he's like, "I don't deserve this," and he's money's like, "Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it." Mm-hmm. So that means, in little Bill's mind, on some level, all the terrible things that he did before were yeah. deserved. Yeah. Yeah, and this, money. Yeah, as bad as he is, understands deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's where it's just like there you go, man. Money's an anti-hero, but you're just a you're just a bad person. You're a villain <laughs> uh, through and through. Uh, so yeah. yeah, okay, I like it. It's a great choice, my man. Um, all right. Uh, so then my number ten. Because I gotta put him in here, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. Because I hope there's no source material. Is Biff Tannen? Does Biff qualify? He, he was a tough cut. Oh, he, he qualifies. All right. He All right. qualifies. I, I had to put him in here because the definition of the villain of a villain is someone who stops the protagonist, the good-hearted protagonist, from achieving something uh, that he needs to achieve. And the and ruins the lives of the protagonists until the antagonist is beat. So when we see the beginning of, of Back to the Future, uh, Biff is a dick and a jerk to Marty and his dad. Um, he does. He, you can tell there's a menace to him. Uh, and that shout out to uh, the actor was it Thomas F. Wilson? Is that his name? I think that's his name. He does Which, a oh the bald headed. Uh... The principal? Who are you talking about? No, Thomas no, no. F. Wilson. The, the, the one who plays Biff, the guy who plays Biff. I think it's Oh, Tom, Tom Wilson. Yeah. Tom sorry. Wilson, yeah. I've never heard it as Thomas F. Yeah, my bad. I don't know. Yeah, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. That's why I go, oh, okay. <laughs> Who's got a three-parter in that movie? <laughs> but like he's such a jerk at the beginning of the movie. And then when Marty goes back in time, 
you see why his entire life, what he thinks his entire life is all fucked up because of this shit with Biff. And then you meet Biff as a guy, as a kid, as a teenager, and he's an absolute jerk. And he essentially is going to rape Leah Thompson, which is really uncomfortable, man. True. And so there's a lot that Biff does. And then, of course, when Biff goes into – but I, we can leave the other two and three out of it. Just one yeah, alone, he's a pretty uh, uh, bad villain. He wants to you know, destroy Marty, wants to beat that kid up. But he also, in that moment with George, he is really going to jump in there and – Leah Thompson's face when she reached over and she says, help me. You're just like, oh, my God, this is horrible. You know, so he's a pretty ruthless guy. Uh, and then, of course, at the end, he's a fucking little bitch. But, like, I, I think he's such a great villain uh, in this uh, uh, in this movie. So that's what I put in there. But 10. Yeah, it's. It, I agree. He was good. I think he's either 11 or 12. Mm, fair. Totally fair. On my and, list. And he might go down to 11, depending on where I put little Bill. Uh, so we'll see. Awesome. All right. Uh, so my number nine then is uh, Vincent from Collateral. Oh, that's a punt. Oh, all At right. nine. Nice, nice. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, weird places. Uh, then my number eight is Agent Smith. Do you have Agent Smith on your list from the Matrix movies? So this is what part of the motivation of he's working for the architect or the the overlords? Is he though? Well, I guess- remember he branches out and does his own thing as the series goes along. Yeah, but then he kind of almost identifies with Neo. Like, thank you, you liberated me. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I had a tough back and forth. He's a great call. I've wrote him down yeah. on the side list, but then I was like, I don't. Is he? And how good a villain was he? Because he got thwarted over, you know, three separate movies. Yeah. Even well, with a hundred of them. I think every villain on our list gets thwarted yeah, at some point. But, true. But I hear your point. I hear your point. Because um, Neo seems to always get the best of him as it goes along. But even when there's a hundred of them. Neo yeah. gets the best of them. Right. <laughs> that weird CGI fight. That's the worst, man. For a movie, for a series that has some excellent CGI, that is so bad. You're watching, I remember sitting in a theater watching that scene and I was like, whoa. Oh, uh, yeah. It looks, in real time, it looked terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh. Well, it'd be one thing if that was the first movie. Right. Right. But the first one was incredible. Tone. Because you're setting a tone. You're yeah. Right. Oh, and you can always grow from there and be like, ah, you know, CGI gets better with every passing year. Right. And it's just like, wow, you guys went backwards. Mm-hmm. I really hope the next one's good. Yeah, I know, dude. I don't have any fucking faith in that. Nope. Nope. I, I'm cautiously optimistic and I hope it's good. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Not a lot of faith in that is all. No. Um, but yeah, but I mean, I mean, like in that first movie, he is all over Neo. Remember, he shuts his mouth, essentially puts that thing inside of his body. Then is you know shoots him and kills him. The vicious martial arts fights they get into. Yeah. He's always besting Neo until the last moment of the movie. So and almost kills him. I uh, think and kills uh, gets Joe Pantaleo to turn and then kills all those other people that were on true. his crew and uh, burns what's his face uh, bulldozer I think his name is yeah dozer dozer sorry dozer yeah. yeah yeah had it ended after the first movie I think I would have put him on my list. That's fair. That's fair. Um, because he is everything you just brought up. He's a son of a bitch. He is, man. He is so good. Yeah. In the second movie, he consumes everyone, but Neo still kind of gets away. And in the third movie, he really gets like, yeah, I mean, flying in the around movie, in the third movie, he gets even more vicious when he like becomes the human being inside their matrix. That's pretty vicious too. When the guy's like, when it kills, but, it tastes of blood, but yeah, they never really discuss 
any of that like it happened you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how neo has power over the bots in the real world yeah yeah like that's never really brought up again there's just a you know it got into abram's territory of we're bringing up shit that's never going to be resolved but it's nowhere near <laughs> the same level but all right i like it all right well then what's your seven man uh my seven mm-hmm. is uh calvin candy from django Oh, nice choice. Good choice. All right. Uh, just because he's a slaver. You know what I mean? How often yeah, do we see those? Totally, man. And uh, but, but does this count? Because Django is based on those original Italian movies, John Franco Nero, those Django movies. Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you can put it in there. You can put it in no, there. No, no, That's fine. Cool That's it. fine. No, no. If that's well, because that disqualified others. So then I would probably let me see. On my sides, we'll stick to the one per actor rule. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. You know who I I think was going to be next on my list. Okay. So I think it'd be Biff, uh-huh. or it was going to be Ivan Drago. Oh, Drago. Good choice, dude. So I'll Absolutely. slot in Drago just because. I think you should. That's a good one, man. Why not? Yeah. And we'll slip in at ten. We'll bump the others up and. and- uh, Drago's great. The, I mean, the, it's the fourth in the, in the series, but it still counts because it's an original villain. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen Drago all... before. It is not based on anything, so it's perfect. And Rocky was created for the screen, even yes. though he took it from a fight that he saw. Right, not the same thing. Not it's same. not the same. Yeah, um, I suppose everything else. And uh, Rocky Four is my favorite of the series, which is uh, we've discussed before. I know. Yes, we have. Most people. Do not agree with me. That's fine. I feel like I feel like we should do a special review episode when he releases the new edit of Rocky Four. Oh, where he takes the robot out. He's ta- he's taking a lot of things out. Apparently, he's gonna he's gonna be a more serious approach. He wants a more serious movie, man. It doesn't need it. It's not made to be serious. I don't know what to tell you, man. We're gonna have to watch it. I think and do a review. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I still I'm still gonna like what it is mm-hmm. maybe maybe we'll do it for patreon or something they could do a watch along and they can see That's, our reaction holy shit that would be great i'm down with that I'm uh, down. yeah we'll figure it out when does that come out uh not for a while probably not till november i think i think well that be take- roughly around the time we're getting the vaccine so we'll probably <laughs> still be doing this uh, uh yeah it may not be streaming by then oh yeah right um november 27th it's slated for a release on November 27th. My God, that takes forever. Why is it taking forever? I don't know. That doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. Is he, does he really think re-releasing it in theaters is going to do something? Why, why not put it on a streaming platform? And Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We shall yeah. see. Who knows? Maybe it was part of a deal for Expendable 7. And it's just like, well, if you're going <laughs> to... Take the rights to this, then I need you to agree to do this. God help us. You know, it was the third highest grossing movie of 1985, <laughs> which was, and it was behind Rambo First Blood Part Two, came out in the same year, and Back to the Future, which was at $210 million. Wow. Wow. So he had two out of the top three. Two out of top three, man. That's crazy. In no way do I remember Stallone being that big. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> He was huge, but to be two out of the top three is right. rarefied air. That's a true. And, and back when movies weren't making yeah. $100 million standard uh, over their run, you know, 
He had two, 150 million for Rambo and 127 million for Rocky Four. Good God. Yeah, and adjusted for inflation, it's probably like 180 to 190 for one and 150 ish for the other. That's still solid for domestic, you know, box office. Yep. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. There it is. Yeah, but uh, Dolph Lundgren does such a great job with it. And when he comes back in Creed 2, holy shit, dude. That movie is so good because of him being a part of it. And that scene with him and Rocky in the restaurant, when you juxtapose it with every other scene he's had with Apollo, like there's real animosity between him and Dol- and uh, Drago in that scene. You know, it's, it's potent. And you see like Dolph Lundgren can, like if it's the right role, that son of a bitch can bring it, you know? It, it's so weird because... The recipe of Dolph Lundgren seemed like he was set to do anything. He was, what, a doctorate student or something ridiculous? He's he's an MIT graduate. His family is like all fucking technical engineers. They're all like geniuses, his fucking family. And he was like a high-level martial artist or something like that. (laughs) And then he decides to get into acting, and he's been some of the biggest movies. You're like, dude, this dude is unstoppable. And then apparently was fully stoppable. It's like the movie Unstoppable, you know, spoiler alert, they stopped that train. Right. Uh, <laughs> but just to have, like, dude, he's got the looks, he's got the brains, he could kick your ass, like, what doesn't this dude have? And then eventually the universe stepped in and was like, they're not going to have everything. Right. Uh, it's wow. just impressive. Yeah, but yeah, it's the perfect foil to the embodiment of capitalism. And here's right. these underhanded ruskies pumping them full of steroids like it's the Olympics uh, to take down our Philly born and raised just yeah. made of iron our little short to be this Italian man <laughs> if he dies he dies he dies oh uh, yeah so good plus you got the but, you know the, the driven wife in uh, Brigitte Nielsen yeah. corrupt Russian uh, uh, official political official is there all of it it just works so well yeah, watch that training montage like a couple months ago, just where, you know, he's running up the mountain. You know, Stallone is on early HGH, like the shit synthesized from monkey testosterone, like whatever <laughs> the early versions was. There's no way that he has that musculature naturally. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care, Stallone. You do you. Yeah. Uh, you know, so long as you're not breaking the law, I don't care. <laughs> and even if you are, I genuinely, it's fine. Yeah. It's a victimless crime as far as I'm concerned. He was apparently importing them. These shots. That's what the rumors came. Oh, dude, he's when HGH first came out, and he was like, "Everybody should be on this." (laughs) (laughs) Was a problem. It was like around the Balco early two thousands time when Balco, and I think he got popped for flying into New Zealand or Australia or something, and he had him in his private jet. Yeah, right. And he was like, "As far as I'm concerned, every man above a certain age should be taking this." (laughs) And then you see him in Expendables, and it's just like. Ridiculous. Although, you know what? I, I found out so uh, a long time ago when we were talking about Days of Future Past, mm. and Jackman stands up, and I was like, there's no way you get that without HGH. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think his was HGH. Oh. It's the same thing that Cavill and all those other guys do. They draw down their water intake to where it's next to nothing, and they're what? on the verge of deep, pure dehydration, and they shoot the scenes. And then they go back to the, so they scale back and they're down to like, it goes down to a few days beforehand, 
they cut their, like, say you're supposed to get two gallons a day, like to right. be healthy. Three days out, they go down to a gallon a day. Oof. Two days out, it's a half gallon. Day before, it's a quarter gallon. Wow. And then day of the shoot, it's like you're taking baby sips. Wow. And it draws the skin in. And that's why they look so veiny and shit. So Cavill said, anytime you see him in The Witcher with his shirt off, he's like, I haven't, I don't drink water on those days. And I'm so fucking pissed off Oof. that I just want to get the, the scenes done. Yeah. So I can go back to eating and shit. Wow. So I think that's more like what Jackman did. Whereas in Expendables, pretty sure still owns on HGH and some other stuff. He's a massive dude. Open admirer of the uh, sub. Yeah. He's got a block for a chest now. Like it's just like, you know. He's got veins coming out of his veins. Yeah. But I still love him. I still love him. I love Last Blood, man. All right. Anyway. Uh, all right. Where were we at? Oh, so where are we at now? Technically my seven. My six. Okay. Is uh, Travis Bickle, taxi driver. Ooh, interesting. Good choice, Matt. Okay. Just another, as unfortunate as it is, someone that could be real. Yes, sure, sure. Uh, A a vet back from the war, PTSD, whatnot. The war messed him up a little bit. He was already kind of a loner and spins off into his own dark, depressing little world and how that can just devolve into chaos and he's i don't know it's it's his entire worldview from the way he interacts with uh sybil shepherd yeah it's like that is atypical and the way that he looks at the world around him is atypical and the way that he chooses to deal with things as they arise yeah is unlike any other rational individual uh but you could say perhaps he's not the the greatest of villains because it's not like he had a huge plan in place. Mm. So that's well, why he was gonna he was aiming to yeah, kill yeah, a political politi- candidate. Yeah, yeah, that politician. Yeah. Um, so there was a little bit, but it's not like others on the list where there's a plan or some Machiavellian type of oh, situation right. they're trying to construct. Yeah. And as far as mustache twirling villainy, yeah. doesn't really have all those aspects of it, but I just because of the fact that this type of individual we could see as a docu-series on Netflix in 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, so like yeah. it's easily, uh, easily could. And just, I don't know. Uh, it stuck out for that. And I noticed on my list, quite a few of them were like the, the closer to reality it gets, the more it resonated with me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for this list. Wow. Well, did you, have you, uh, why did you put in the bottom five? Why did I put it in the bottom five? Yeah, yeah. Is it because he doesn't do the big plan more actively? Yeah, okay. So because he doesn't have a a plan and he's just kind of navigating the world as yes. he sees, and then slowly becoming this kind of unhinged guy. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then taking what's her face to a porn movie, exactly. Shepherd, really weird. Just thinking like, well, I want sex, and I'm assuming you want sex, so we're just kind of this yeah. is entertaining too. This on top of foreplay. it, <laughs> yeah. This is this is how I choose to interact. Yeah. You know what struck me, Matt, is we did it on the cinephiles, and I was just I was watching watching the movie, and we did it. I mean, at first, I'm sorry, watching the movie and talking about Travis Bickle on the show. Like this movie, Scorsese does such an excellent job for this movie because there is no backstory to this guy, other than he was in the war or he served, and we don't even know if that's the truth. Like he's the one telling us. Remember, he narrates the whole fucking movie, so we don't know. If anything he tells us is correct, we don't know if any background, any point of view, anything he's talking to us 
true is true is true so watching it through that prism it makes him even more unhinged more of a villain more of a guy who's like completely uh uh manipulating the world or twisting the world to fit this narrative where he is the hero of the piece True. in some fucked up way do you know what i'm saying so it is a real deep dive into a dude's actual actual psychosis in how they view the mm-hmm. world it's more unsettling than people think you know and that end moment I, I think is not real either i think that end moment is just a big fantasy of his to end the entire fantasy yeah it could be we've seen yeah, yeah but it's a great performance man it's a fantastic film um all right is that uh That's my six? okay so then my number seven is don logan from sexy beast Ooh, good call right good oh. call yeah it's bound to miss some of them he's so good yeah he so is good my god ben kingsley is so sir ben kingsley is excellent in this movie it so makes you weep when you see him and shit like uh i don't know the castle the castle the castle raid three or some shit you see him in that bullshit and you're just like what are you doing um but this is he's so excellent in this movie unsettling as hell just a battering ram of uh, i don't know villainy i guess you know showing up completely messing up this dude's life his former work associate and his relationship insulting his wife then his former girlfriend is friends with them but with another dude and he completely fucking mentally violates everybody at that place until he gets uh what happens to him but i mean that shit when he's peeing on the carpet when he wakes he just oh, randomly yeah. works himself into a, a fury and kicks uh, uh, Ray Winstone out of bed and all. Like, it's just the nuttiness of it all, man. Menace all the way through. Yeah, and it's this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy on some level. He's unhappy because he's mm-hmm. made himself unhappy because I don't think he could deal with happiness. Right. Or so emotions. Yeah, 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 any of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great call. He's a just a gross human being. <laughs> yeah. it, the range on Kingsley, man. Yeah, dude. And again, he never actively hurts anybody, but he uh, just with his mouth, he is violating them. He is attacking oh, yeah. them. He is destroying them from the inside out. That's almost worse than getting shot. It's yeah. almost worse than getting well, shot. in your own home, and you have to walk on eggshells because if you don't, this dude is liable to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And like the worst way he could cook up of whatever moment, whatever fit of rage he's in in that time. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, anyway, so good. All right, then my number six is uh, the Terminator. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, the first movie. Yeah, everything. I, I don't count anything after that. But the first movie, it's Schwarzenegger. Oh, you can go to the second one, I, I guess, as well. If you want to go T-1000. with one thousand, if you want. But the Terminator, I would go here because I mean, when you watch this movie, Schwarzenegger is a goddamn killing machine from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. He is an unstoppable killing machine. And yeah, the T-1000 had better whatever abilities in all in all the subsequent Terminators. They've had better abilities. But I don't think any of them have matched the menace of Schwarzenegger. Even the last one, which I like, Terminator Dark Fate, no one has been able to match the menace that Schwarzenegger had in the first movie as the Terminator. Because this is still Schwarzenegger when he's massive. Uh, and when he's showing up at that biker bar and he pretty much tears everybody to pieces, rolls out on his own. Then when he's like just chasing Sarah down, shooting her roommate, shooting random people in a club, he doesn't give a fuck. And he's seen and he's relentless. You can't stop him. And uh, the scene when he's like fixing his face and all that shit in the hotel room. It's so 
uh, freaky for that time. So to me, it's a villain that just is a it just will not stop, and is technologically and physically uh, so far ahead of you uh, that it it's almost uh, impossible to defeat him until until they eventually do. But it's a hell of a thing, man. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought about it. I just because you know, as evidence in T two, you can reprogram them. So ultimately, they're the mm. puppets of whoever created them, and that's yeah. the true villain because they have the plan and they're the ones that are sending back. So like Skynet, is what Skynet saying. is. But okay. you never see Skynet. Skynet is a nebulous type of. Yeah. So it's like I've. Well, if I'm applying this definition to other characters on my list, then right. if I'm being fair, then I need to apply it here. But. I yeah I I put down both Terminator and T one thousand because they're both right. excellent. Fair enough. All right, what's your five? Uh, my five is uh, Norman Stansfield, the professional. Oh yeah, Gary Oldman. Okay, yep. go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, just coked or whatever drug he is on, <laughs> out of his mind. It's an amazing performance. A yep. from Oldman and B. There are numerous real life stories of cops being oh, corrupted, yeah. especially within the drug division. Oh, Go yeah. watch uh, American Gangster or uh, the uh, the Prince of New York. Yeah, or and you, you get an understanding of the corruption on the the drug side of law yeah. enforcement and how hey they walked in and we seized a half million dollars in cash. There was actually one point two. <laughs> but the four of us that showed up on the split, the scene split the rest of it type of thing. And somehow we all drive insanely nice cars <laughs> on a $40,000 a year salary. Yeah. And we have homes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and just because like when he walks in and they kill that family oh. so nonchalantly. Yeah, man. And he looks at them as nothing but speed bumps between him and his money. Yep. Him and his drugs, him and his money. All of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, that is pure evil manifest. Mm -hmm. And it's another instance of that dude definitely exists right now somewhere in the world. <laughs> there is a law enforcement officer that is just fucking crazy with power. Although now if every camera or every country goes to body cams and all that, maybe yeah. it makes it a little bit more difficult, but I would, I can't imagine detectives wearing body cams anytime oh, soon. No. So true. Very yeah. true. So this dude may still exist even after body cams on all patrol officers. Uh, yeah, just the reality of the individual yeah. makes it so disturbing to me. Okay. And uh, Oldman's performance is second to none. I mean, it's one of those times where he couldn't chew enough scenery for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone, the yeah. whole thing of him. It's incredible. And this is around that time when he's perfecting this kind of role because there's a film that gets lost in his uh, resume. Romeo is bleeding where he is this corrupt cop mm. and Lena Olin is this like m just maddeningly insane villain who uses her wiles and her sex and her brains to get the best of him throughout the whole fucking movie. And he is like driven more mad as the movie goes along as a detective. And they start to do more villainous shit to try to get in to her so you see him really kind of use some of that in the professional as well that's excellent man you're right it's a, such a good movie um and what's one that people seem to forget that he is in uh, and they focus more on jean renault and his character natalie portman but like the gary oldman villainy in this film is is top notch absolutely top -notch. I, yeah he's my For, favorite part of it yeah oh well, there you go for a guy who's played villains 
a lot. This is one that really stands out. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay. So let's see. That was your five? That was my five. So my five is Freddy Krueger. Okay. Good call. Yeah. I mean, I just think we're, I mean, what is worse than someone who can actually infiltrate your dreams and cause you to die? Like that is such a place of non-control. You know, it's like being out in the water a hundred feet out. Like you're just like, fuck, I don't know what I'm, you know, if I get caught up in something or something comes underneath my feet, I'm, oh, how the hell am I going to get out of here? You know, and being in a dream sequence mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, we've all been in those crazy dreams where we seem to can't wake up or seem can't make ourselves wake up. And imagine taking advantage of that and take you down that path. It's just insane to think about. So for me, that's a, it stands out in, in that way. Plus Robert England does such an incredible job and his jokes his banter, you know, a little more of an off key villain, uh, but one yeah. that can legitimately kill you in such uniquely unusual ways in every one of these films and especially in the good ones, you know? Yeah. He's, he's got personality <laughs> as opposed to just being a faceless killing machine. Right. Right. Yeah. Which like, I excluded a bunch of those from the list for me personally. Because mm, mm. I was like, ah, yeah, but while I think that movie is excellent, it's like you could replace that technically with this dude from that movie. Mm. And it's a lot of the same. Whereas Kruger is singular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I, I never really got it. I don't watch much horror. So, okay. Right. Uh, I understand why people like the Friday the 13th right, and right, right. Uh, maybe more passionate about that than say, uh, I don't ever hear anyone really defending uh, Jason Voorhees mm. like they do Freddy Krueger because of the personality that Freddy brings to it. Yeah. And yeah. the punny jokes and all that stuff. Cause when it works, it's really good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. When it goes bad, it's somehow worse, <laughs> but at least they're trying. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. What's your four? Uh, my four is the punt from earlier, Vincent oh. Collateral. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just oh. surprised. We both think Tom Cruise should play a villain again. You're right, but like, yeah, okay, fair. But he's doing a job. He's got a job to do. He's just a hitman. He's just a hitman. I did, yeah. so I was like, I didn't, I didn't go as high with him because he's not overtly villainous. Well, maybe he is. I'm sorry. Never. You take it. It's your, it's your higher number, so you take it. I'm oh, sorry. Put it this way. <laughs> How do you get into being that cold and calculated as a job? Mm. You did that before for free. Yeah, true. You, oh, I'm, great point. Like You were killing people for free and then realized, oh, I could get paid for this. Or you were in the military, more than likely, mm-hmm. and decided to turn this to your you know financial... Uh, advantage yeah i could see that and went out into the world and now are out mm-hmm. more than likely you enjoy this because it is your chosen vocation right right and just because you're cold and calculating you know by with the way in which you do it doesn't to me like the definition i put earlier against smith or the terminators of uh yeah but it was somebody else motivating you could say that about this but mm-hmm. at the same time i also think that he would do this for free <laughs> I do. If there was no fear, like if he knew he wasn't going to get caught, oh yeah, I think Vincent would happily go kill those people. He's like, yeah, sure, I don't care. They're more than likely not living. Just like he calls out Jamie Foxx's character, his island, yeah, and his, his his eventual limo company is all bullshit. It's the lie you tell yourself because you're stuck in a job that you hate. Uh, and I can liberate that from you know liberate you from that existence right now if you like. I'm happy yeah. to do it. 
I'm happy to do it. <laughs> it's just that, man. He's just yeah. so divorced of his own humanity. Uh, and I think that's what makes him so villainous to me. It's, it's yes, we are genetically similar, but you mm-hmm. stopped being a person a long time ago. <laughs> that's a great, great point, man. <sighs> oh, that's good. Uh, all right. So where are we at now? That was my four. So what do you got? Okay, my four is uh, Noah Cross from Chinatown. Great call. Dude, um, this is my girlfriend's favorite movie. So I've How's had to. Yeah. I mean, just as bar none. It is her okay. absolute favorite movie because she grew up, obviously, she grew up in Northern California. So the water stuff is something she's been told about all her entire life. Like she's known about the history of how water came to California and all the mm-hmm. corrupt ways it all happened. So, but it wasn't until we met and she really kind of talked about the movie and then we went to see it one time at a, um, what do you call outdoor uh, viewing experience on the roof, rooftop, rooftop sure. stuff. Um, we had this like long ass conversation about it and it inspired me and Steve to do it on the cinephile. So discussing Noah cross, I became more and more convinced that this is one of these kind of low key, but distinctly powerful and unsettlingly true villains. You know, we talked earlier on the list, Matt, about these people that you could actually run into. You could actually run into this guy. Oh yeah. Right. Anywhere. And just John Houston's voice is so perfect for this role, the kind of Mr. Gatch, Mr. Gatch, come on in here, Mr. Gatch. You know, all of that kind of gets you. But then you start to see the machinations of how nefarious and evil this guy is. He's villainous in a way that unsettles you because if you have any sense of a moral compass, this guy has none. And when you're going up against someone who doesn't have a moral compass, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to go to that level in order to beat this thing? Mm. And if you can't, in the end, you're most likely going to lose. And someone like him, who's rich and insulated and slept with his daughter to have another daughter and just the madness of it all uh, is so crazy. And then, of course, what he ends up pulling, because he has all the money, he controls the cops, controls the area. And when you find out all the shit he's done to keep the water or to to put himself in a position to make money off the water, like he just used people all the way down the line to get, you just know this this is a villain that is unsettling and not fantastical at all. Uh, he's just truthful, and that scares the shit out of me, man. There are people yeah, like this. It's great. Yeah, it's a great choice. It's a great choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I. I didn't think about it because I didn't write it down on my side list. Mm, mm. You're always gonna forget something. Of course, of course. I fucking will, Bill, as a westerns guy. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, all right, what's your number three, man? Uh, my three is. Uh, so when Charles sent this to us. And I, I gave an example, and then you gave an example. It is the example that you gave. Oh, okay. Which is Hans Gruber. See, now, I have to ding you on this, and I don't want to. Is it based I had on to, It's based on a book. Die Hard is based oh, on a book. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I know, I know. Now dude. that you say it aloud, because we I, had the discussion, I was like, oh, yeah. My first two that I wrote down were the first two we talked about there, and I was I like, know. those are easy. Those were easy. I totally forgot about that. I know. I wrote it down myself, dude. I had it all on my list up until this afternoon. Yep. And I was like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. Is this thing based I on a is based on a book. And the villain, his last name is Gruber. It's oh, not yeah, Hans, but it is Gruber. So, yeah. Yeah, but totally. I don't, even, I don't give a shit if his name was Charlie Smith. <laughs> it's based on a book. Because I yeah. wrote down, initially, I wrote Jaws. And mm. I was like, well, Jaws is based on the book. So, that I I scratched off my list and I wrote down a couple right. others and I was like, I, uh, once I thought about it for two seconds, like, I, you know, I just type them out 
yeah. kind of stream of consciousness and then go back later and edit down. And yeah. I didn't even think twice about Hans Gruber <laughs> because we had the discussion. All right. So that just bumps everybody up. Biff Tanner will now be a 10. Oh, whoa. And right. uh, we'll bump uh, Hans off. So I don't, I don't have okay. technically a number three anymore. Vincent right. is now my number three. That's, that's not, it's not a bad one to have a number three. Uh, so then my number three is John Doe. Uh, Kevin Spacey's character from Seven. That's my deuce. Okay. Yeah. Oof. This. He's incredible, man. Incredible in this movie. Uh, hey, go ahead, brother. I. The the saddest thing to me about it is when they're driving out in his car, and he says to Brad Pitt, "They're going to be studying me for year for decades, for centuries," and. That could be the realest thing yeah. that he said and did in that entire. And the the thing is, granted, like the guy that he starves, he does it for a year's time. Like that would be incredibly yeah. difficult. Not impossible, but incredible. Like, where is he getting all this money yeah. to live in New York City, to have apartments, you know, his apartment, and then, you know, the money to go out and do all this stuff and not work a day job type right. of thing. That aside, the they'll be studying me. It's so, so true. Go look at all the different docu-series on serial killers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't even count the books and the newspaper articles and the magazine articles and everything else. It's just the topics of conversation amongst people. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. In the theater, I sat there and I was like, that's true. That's fucking, (laughs) that's true. And it's just, it's even more true to me now. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, Manhunter on Netflix, those first two seasons. Yeah, you know, great. It's so true. And you look at the situation, you look at um, um, uh, the movie, it's one of those rare moments or one of those rare films where Brad Pitt is not the guy with the upper hand. Like he is emotional, he is angry, he is like, he's, uh, he's cocksure, he's overconfident, he gets yeah. himself in multiple situations where he has to get bailed out. You know, even so much so that True. Ha- uh, John Doe has him in the rain with the gun to his head. Um, and in the end, and when he says that to him, he goes, ah, oh, shut up. You're a fucking movie of the week. You're a T-shirt. He tries to denigrate him. But the whole time, John doesn't fight back, doesn't go after him. Because he knows Gwyneth Paltrow's head's in a box, man. Yeah. The wrath is coming. Become oh, wrath. God. And he knows. That's the moment. That's the Oh, moment. dude. The fact that they, the studio wanted to cut that scene out. Yeah, what? And Pitt and Morgan Freeman are like, I'm not doing this movie if you take that out, flat mm-hmm. out. Like, that's, that is the movie. Yeah, that is absolutely. And when you movie. see him with the gun and he's on the verge of completely being destroyed and the tears that are, oh. he's fighting back and eventually he gives, yeah. I don't think there's a jury in the world that would convict him. Yeah. I don't. If I was on that jury, I'd be like, not guilty. He's yeah. not guilty. That dude deserved to die. We're all better that he's dead. <laughs> if I opened that box and, and my wife's head was in there, I fucking would have killed him too. Right, right. And I don't know if I would have been as kind as to shoot him with a gun. And especially because he cordoned. It's not like I stumbled upon my wife's head in a box. He had it sent yeah. to a location fucking where DHL'd. I would be, Yeah, DHL'd my wife's head in a box to me. So you can't convict me of anything because he planned it all, staged it, and he knew I'd have my weapon. He knew I was a cop. So he risked uh, his own life uh, by doing that. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, Kevin Spacey throughout the movie, I know know his persona non grata, and I totally respect that. But this, he's so excellent in this role. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the and Fincher, it's still like in my top three of his films. Always. Oh, it's. I watched it two weeks ago. Really? Oh man, yeah. I was happy to, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a couple of years. Let's watch this again. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the fact that Kevin Spacey knew that he shouldn't go out and do press for this and shouldn't ha- shouldn't be on the poster, like. It's also in the he didn't want to have to go do press. Yeah, right. Exactly. Kind of works. He's been open about that. But it's it was smart of if I go out there and do it, then it ruins the reveal that it's me and you you know who the serial killer is. Right. Uh so it makes you know the fact that he is faceless until damn near the end of the movie makes for a better like you're just sitting there like what type of individual does this? Mm. The 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 victims that he takes it out on, like the model. They cut off her nose to spite her face. Right, right. The defense attorney that got off the worst of the worst, Ugh. a pound of flesh, Ugh. and just uh, over and over and over again, the way yeah. he, he chooses to take out the seven deadly sins on these people. Yeah, the gluttony. I mean, feeding the guy for a year. Did he feed right? him for a year? Or, or was it he starved the other guy for a year? He starved the other dude for a year. That's it. He starved the other dude, but, he kept, but, he, but with the gluttony guy, he kept yeah. feeding him spaghetti. Feeding him. Oh. And then eventually kicked him when he passed out and that's what ruptured his stomach oh, Jesus Christ. yeah it's it just the, the guy that's holding the coroner that's holding the stomach and like look at the lines of distension on his stomach mm. and like i don't even understand yeah how that would be possible but and then amidst all of it is this great relationship between freeman and uh and paltrow and then freeman and pitt two separate relationships yeah that he develops that are so uniquely different yet um un- unforgettable you know and uh, Pitt, there's there's morgan that's the thing that's so genius about the film it gives you these moments of possibility these moments of hope just to dash it all at the end it is brilliant when morgan mm-hmm. freeman's in the library and hanging out with his guys who they know because he comes late at night to do this kind of research there's a level of like nobility to him right he's like a knight almost um and True. then and then and then the scene with Gwyneth Paltrow in the coffee shop is so painfully heartbreaking uh and it's the last time we see her it's the last time we see her is in that coffee shop and it's like oh my god you know and so what John wow. Doe does is not only kill her he kills the baby yeah he kills the baby oh, oh you didn't know oh and just the oh yeah once again not a jury in the world that convicts him and I don't think a prosecutor oh. brings charges to no. be perfectly honest, I don't think this makes trial. I've always wanted to see a sequel, but I've always been scared to see. How it. could you do? You can't do I, it. I don't know. Does he go back? Does he try to go back? I don't know. Dude, I don't want to see why he became the way he did. It's better mm-hmm. that he just, you know, that John oh. Doe is. Oh no, I mean like we that Brad comes, Brad comes back or something, or Brad came back to the force maybe ten years later or five years later, and now this is a new case that has. Um, resonance or has shades of what he experienced, and now he's the older cop, he's the Morgan Freeman, yeah, and okay. The young, young okay. Kids coming in. I don't know, and then he goes to see Morgan maybe at his house to have a conversation with him in a scene that would be cool. I don't know, it'd be tough to do, Matt. It'd be tough to do. That's but sure. it's not out of the realm of possibility. In that, uh, um, did you watch the Night Stalker? Yeah, that was great. The Ramirez. Um, I didn't know the lead detective in that also was the guy that caught the Hillside Strangler. Yeah, and neither did I. I, No idea. So the fact that one cop 
took down two serial killers. Yeah. There has been real world precedent for that. So that's where like, once you sell, like he comes mm. back and he's the older veterans, like, yeah, it's plausible, I guess. Mm. Um, right. There could be something there. Although I don't really foresee either of them, especially Pitt signing up for it or Fincher. I mean, the, the script would have to be so amazing. Um, yeah. Cause the first right. one, it's just a classic, you know, and you know, um, the son of that cop married one of the victims, one of the women who oh, survived. Oh, really? Yes, one of the one of the women who survived. So what a weird That's little strange. world. Yeah. They apparently met at, at one of the court cases. They met one of the court cases, and then from there, so yeah, yeah. strange little thing. But he understands her trauma on some level, right? I guess yeah, you could, I could, you know. Could anyway, um, all right. So then, my number two is uh, Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I just think he's. Uh, that one of the rare Oliver Stone movies that still endures and it still it doesn't like it's it like stands the test of time. Okay. And he's and we're still dealing with people who fuck with the stock market. We just had that GameStop situation that happened, what, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, all of that stuff. So still, this is a corporate raider. He goes in and he willfully destroys people's lives. He lies to their face. He encourages this kind of behavior. He lives high on the hog off what other people have made and then just takes what they've done and destroys it uh, piece by piece. What he does to that, what he does to um, uh, what he tries to do to Martin Sheen's uh, airline when thanks to, you know, Charlie Sheen giving him that tip, just the way he manipulates and uses everybody. Once again, this is a very real world villain. And that's just one small example of what this guy did in his life. And he's probably done it for to multiple companies, ruined many people's lives, took all their monies, took all their savings, earnings, very true retirements, all that shit. So he's a villain. He isn't swirling his mustache. He isn't like, you know, cutting people up. He is destroying people from the inside out by taking away any of their hope financially so that he could feel like he's a, a, a king of the industry with the money that he's making off these people. Uh, and he's, you know, he's ruthless in how he talks to Bud Fox. He's got this whole way of doing it. And then, of course, uh, he ends up setting up Bud to go uh, to jail in the long run. So, but yeah, just a truly uh, unsettlingly vicious human being as a villain for me. And it's never left my mind. And he's got great lines as well, which makes it all the worse that he's a villain. Um, yeah, no, so, he's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. And don't see that sequel. Um. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's not the worst thing in the world. It's just not good. It's not good. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So what's your number one? Do you, do you assume we both have the same number one? I don't know, man. Maybe. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Woo. I, I, I figured. Okay. No brainer. If you guys don't know who Darth Vader is, Darth, <laughs> I don't know what to fucking tell you. I don't know why you listen to a movie podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you can say. Here's a five year old going, fuck these guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, he's, he's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so he is number one. I, I think he ended up being number uh, one because created out of whole cloth. Yes. You know, obviously inspired by stuff that he grew up watching and whatnot to create the overall star Wars, but find me another character that has that kind of cultural relevance and resonance. Yeah. You know, he has top of the mind awareness with every age range, Mm -hmm. whether they're young kids now just getting into star Wars, but they damn sure know who Darth Vader is. Do my grandma knows who Darth Vader is. Yeah. 
And if I said Vincent and Collateral, she may not know her. John Doe and Seven. But she knows Darth Vader. Just, I think, that, the overall. And look where, you know, look at how he got to be where he was and who he was. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, I mean, how many planets has he destroyed, right? We see in... He gives the order for Alderaan, and Alderaan is that. Well, he doesn't stop the order for Alderaan, and all yeah. those uh, millions of people that killed. But how many planets has he killed? How many people has he killed throughout his entire life as being a villain? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the greatest Jedi's ever, and then one of the greatest Sith Lords ever. Not a lot of people could say that, and pretty incredible yeah. uh, what he's able to do. And the voice from James Earl Jones, the resonance of it all. Has still for people who dis- who watched the new trilogy, the old trilogy, right, the original trilogy for the first time when they're kids, growing up, still feel that menace of Darth Vader. I mean, there was a video somebody put out maybe a year or so ago of like uh, it was it was a combination of people who showed their kids Empire Strikes Back for the first time after they'd seen Star Wars and the tears when they discover that Vader's yeah, actually been the look of shock. Yeah, <gasps> the shock. <laughs> what the fuck? Not him. He's the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only guy on either of our two lists that we know for a fact he killed minimum 12 kids. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yes. Yeah. At least. Minimum, minimum. Right. Right. In that room. I'm guessing there was 12. It could have been 20. I don't know sure. how many were in there, sure. but we know he killed a room full of kids. Yeah. A room full of kids. You have a whole case. You could the, fucking, the worst. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Well, there are two lists. Yep. Yep. Oh, shit. I got to grab the bongos. I'll be right back. All right. Go for it. All right. Garth goes first. We all couldn't agree on that. I would assume John Doe goes, because now technically he bumps up to my my deuce. His three. Yeah. So then John Doe. After that, I'm not sure. Because I had Vincent from Collateral 3, but I think John had it at 9, 10. I got Biff at 10 now, but that's his 10. All right, so I've got Darth at 1 and John Doe at 2. Okay. Works for me. Now, Vincent, I've got at 3, and you had that at 9? At 9, yeah. I don't think we have anything else except for Biff at 10. I'm okay with moving Vincent all the way up if you want. Well, just the commonality, and then we could probably go back and forth a little bit. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have had him. One second. All right. Let's warm it up a little bit. Okay, so what's your next highest then? Uh, Gordon Gecko at two. All right. Gordon Gecko. Highest? Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, the next one is Noah Cross at four. Uh, okay, I got Norman Stansfield from The Professional at four. I don't have any coins on me. Do you have a coin? Oh, good call. No, I'll just put... No, that's fine. Put Stansfield ahead of him. It's not a big deal to me. It's Noah this, Cross, was just a, right? this was just a fun list to count down, so... Noah Cross? Yeah, Noah Cross from Chinatown. Okay. Um, and then I got my five. What do you got? Yeah, five as well. Freddy Krueger. All right, so then we'll do Freddy there. Okay. And I 
have his pickle at five. So next, so we have two spots left. We both have Biff. Okay. Did you put Little Bill on your list? Um. Yeah, let's put Little Bill in at uh, six. We'll take out the Terminator because I think you talked me to the fact that the Terminator um is controlled by another entity. So that makes sense. All right, so All right. we'll put Little Bill there. Yeah, so Little Bill at nine, and then Biff and perfect, perfect. All right, there we go. All right. The top ten original villains in film. Yeah. At number 10. Biff Tannen. At number 9. Little Bill. At number 8. Travis Bickle. At number 7. Freddy Krueger. At number 6. Noah Cross. At number 5. Norman Stansfield. At number 4. Gordon Gecko. At number 3. Vincent. At number 2. John Doe. And our number one original villain on film is Darth Vader. Vader. All right. There you go. That's our list. The official top 10 list for original yeah. villains in film. Thank you all so much for listening to us. And then uh, what are we heading off to match? Uh, shout outs. Well, I got to Charles's list. Oh yeah. Charles's list. What's Charles's list. And he writes uh, briefly beforehand, villains can make or break a movie. Uh, they can make you feel fear, anger, and occasionally sympathy. And creating ones for the screen can be an incredible challenge. They can be dangerously intelligent or simply deadly creatures. For the sake of originality, I avoided villains not just based on previous works, but also those based on folk tales as well. If a character appeared in a film that was not in the work or a composite character, that was acceptable. All right, We did not choose yeah. to do that. Uh, I also tried to avoid characters that are anti-heroes. I included not just dramatic villains, but some comedic villains as well. I listed, uh, so here we go. Tenny's got Biff Tannen. Okay. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, nine, Lord Business from the Lego movie. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, eight, Beetlejuice. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about Beetlejuice. Neither did I. Damn, that's a good choice. Okay. Uh, seven is Detective Lonzo Harris from Training Day. Okay. Six is Raul Silva from Skyfall. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I just looked at it and I was all Bond and I was Me like, ah, they're based on books. Um, I agree with it. Then uh, Rose Armitage or Amartage from oh. Get Out. Oh, yeah. She's a great choice. She's a good choice. He said That's The Terminator, mm-hmm. uh, Xenomorph. Okay. Koba from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's based on source material. Okay. And Darth Vader. Ooh. That's his number one. There you go. Like it should be for everyone, I guess. Uh, yeah, for this type of list, I think it would be the general consensus. Number one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So now we got our shout outs. Let's do it. And thank you. Thank you very much, Charles, for the suggestion of the topic and that list. Uh, let's do it. Who starts? Do I start or you start? I go for it. All right. David Steven. Uh, Christine Bernat. Andrew Robinson. Francisco Ramirez. Michael Bauer. Colton Thompson. Henrik Winterland. Tom Daniel Williams. Phil Knuckles. Ryan Latonin. Ray Roche. Ryan Payne. Colson Coleopolis. Uh, Callie Onkin. Justin Kelly. Sorry, trying to scroll down, but my mouse is being stupid. <laughs> um, why will it not? There we go. Lachlan Skinner. 
Benny Haste. Charles Kim. Joseph Curran. Fred Castillo. Edward Wilshire. J. Scotty St. Clair. What's up, J. Scotty? Charles J. Clark. Sam Monsalvi. Zachariah Kaufman. Jeff Dickin. Sean Labua. Francisco J. Torres. Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. Robert Francesco Sorase. Michael Kelly. Tim Reimert. Brandon Monroe. Dominic Reeves. Eric Bruin. Matt Simmons. Kyle Beckworth. Jeff Kelly. Jeremy Bowers. Joshua Stetz. James Petty. Billy Gilliams. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gant. Haley Morton. Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Bobby Michael. Daniel McCarty. Stephen Armstrong. Paul Cree. Drew Burkhart. Stacy Flores. Luke Allison. Mark Fawcett. Kristen Kurtz. Bobby Carney. Gareth Weldon. Ian Horner. Timothy R. Williams. Chris Lemke. Uh, in love with the movies podcast, Nick Baldwin. Johanna Linaverta. Uh, JIC317. DJ Red Hot Cox. Kyle Spawn. Ahmad Ali. Darren Bush. Angela Dashner. James Winstead. Bernie Knapp. Sean Scott. Louis Berrigan. Josh Lawrence. Chelsea Lewis. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Lovig. Rodrigo Valverde III. Manuel, Manuel Rivera. Stephen Westaway. Lawrence Witt. Andre Constantinescu. Steve Schluckabeyer. Catherine Samuels. Todd Whitkey. Houston Bodily. Roque Ariana. Maurice Robinson. Alan Snuffleupagus Bennett. Marcus Davenport. Brandon Caridi. Ravi Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Charlie McKenna. Gunner R. Oh, Mark Menchaka. Josh Mabry. Matthew Jansen. Ben Cartwright. Nizar Alabasi. John Douse. Juan Breas. Josh Murphy. Josh Sachs. George Menchaka. Dale Varley. Cody Markham. Phil Neglia. Chris Consiglio. Wayne Murphy. Ashley Prowse. Edward Dobbins. Johanna Schmidt. Sujayanth Fernando. Christian Lundgaard Kjoller. Uh, Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. Evan Zoller. Thorsten Almuller. Eric Bloor. Zach Butts. Jacob Pullen. Philip Lane. Kevin Foss. Jen Kemp. Ryan McKenna. Andy Tan. Brian Akins. Mike Shea. Alexander Marzonia. Uh, Garth Wisenant. Deborah Torres. Mike Barrington. Ed Buzzkirk. Jeff Saliba. Noel Kelleher. Jim, Pye, Jim Payne. The Cinephiles. Hey, David Mitchell Baker. Andy Ortiz. John Keefe. Nathan Williams. The great Kristen Smith. Matthew Lee Cravens. Marcel Berman. James Trapani. Drew Enns. Dan Nye. Seth Shearer. Laura Deverson. Andrew Hayes. Matt Yund. Andrew Marker. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Chris Cabrera. Julian Key. Robert Haley. Robert Joey Anthony. Christos Alexakos. And Anthony Castelnova. There it is. There's everybody. Oh. There are your shout outs. Thank you all so much. Yes, we thoroughly appreciate it. And uh, we hope you guys are, you know, staying safe out there. You're all happy and healthy and uh, doing well. 
And we're almost through it, guys. And yeah. uh, we will uh, see you on the other side. I don't know where I'm going right now. <laughs> just, I was like, sure, we're almost yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't. My brain just started kind of spitting out. Uh, there we go. Uh, but our thanks to everybody that supports us. We thoroughly uh, appreciate it. It has made this hell year a little bit easier, knowing that so many people out there uh, support us. And, uh, you know, we look forward to uh, interacting with you guys every month. Now we're going to be able to do that twice a month on the second and uh, fourth Thursdays of the month. You can tune in over there. Uh, We'll have uh, the link up over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Please join us. And we hope you enjoyed your shout outs. And uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Check out uh, uh, Settle the Score and Drop Your Dimes if you're into NBA basketball. And that is it for me this week. There you go. My Wizards on a four-game winning streak. hi we're going to come back. We're on a the comeback. The talk has uh, died down, even though he yes, said he does has. not want to be traded. I might be getting that Russell Westbrook jersey yet. Uh, yeah, you can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And hey, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, and a lot of you do, don't forget to hit the subscribe button as well down below there and hit that like and leave a comment. All those things help us here on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to us on the podcast and you don't know we have a YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com slash the top 10 Podcast. Top 10 podcast. A yep. top 10 podcast. Go and find us there. All the shows we do on camera for there for you so you can see our faces as we react to each other's choices for sure. So thank you all so much. Please, as I said, follow me at the Roca Says. I also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca Says. Go and take a look at that and see if uh, anything there tickles your fancy and get involved in that as well. All right, we're out of here. Take care of yourselves. Be well. Practice social distancing. Wear your mask and come back and see us for another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. Mm-hmm.